I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. Back in the old days of radio, a lot of broadcasts originated from fancy ballrooms with huge orchestras and hundreds of people in the audience and all kinds of stuff like that. And that was a, a very big thing all the way back in the dim past memories that I have of radio. Well, this podcast is originating from the Papa chair tonight. Big black leather chair in our, our living room, my chair. The sales lady at the store where we bought it was very hip, fortunately for me. She was a black lady, actually a very attractive kind of a, a mocha shade. She's a very pretty lady anyway. And she said, we have a sale on the white leather furniture this week. And the devil made me do it. I couldn't resist a switch on the old bit. And I said, I can't buy a white leather piece of furniture because I'd never find my lady wonder wench on it. And Ms. Wench gave me one of those quick, oh my God, I don't believe you said that looks, you know, like she used to do when I was on the radio. But thank God the sales lady just kind of fell on the floor laughing. She was very nice. So how come though it's our home, our furniture, our airplane, our everything, but this is my chair and that's where she sits on the couch. It's a little bit like in school when the teacher tells you where to sit. That's where you sit all the time. How come? How come you sleep on the same side of the bed all the time? And why do we always sit in the same chair at the kitchen table? We don't have to, but we do. When I was at WNBC Radio in New York, the general manager was a nice guy, and he was very much into the idea of teamwork. We're all in this together, guys. So when he called the staff meeting... I always got to the conference room a few minutes before everybody else, and I sat in the chair at the head of the conference table because I used to love to watch him come in, look around, and get so flustered that he didn't know, know where to sit because I was in his chair. Sometimes he just started the meeting standing up, and he'd pace up and down, trying not to look at me sitting in his chair. had good reason to sit down on my comfortable papa chair tonight because I was totally exhausted. I watched three of those two-minute Bowflex exercise commercials in a row on television. And one of them is all you should have to watch without a note from your doctor. Now I exercise. Every morning when I wake up, I go up, down, up, down, up, down. Okay, now the other eyelid. Now, actually, I do push-ups most days, and I ride my bike. You know? And like most Louie Louie generation guys, I don't want to get any fatter than necessary. Because as Big Louie, his own bad self, often says, all God's children are not beautiful. In fact, some of us are just barely cute. Good old Louie knows what he's talking about. It's really not the Bullflex machine that's exhausting either. It's, it's the fact that the damn commercial's two minutes long. And it's irritating. It's like the one where the guy looks longingly at you with a CD in his hand. And he says, trust me, I want to teach you how to use your computer. 
And then he goes on for two totally agonizing minutes. I especially hate the commercials with the voiceover guys who have those snarling voices. You know, they go, buy this product or me and a bunch of other really ugly guys will come over to your house at 4 a.m. and look in your bedroom window. And, and of course, there's always the screamers. You know, they can't make that much noise and wake Wonder Wench. But you want to kill them by stuffing a pillow into their mouths and holding it over their noses for a few minutes while you're at it. And of course, there's the pretty, perky young woman with a phone headset on telling you how if you call right now, without even taking the time to think about it or to change your underwear, you'll also get three extra widgets and the title to the state of Minnesota, or something like that. I used to do voiceovers for a lot of television commercials. I did some of the first commercials for those, for those pantyhose that came in a packaging that I could never figure out. It was a plastic egg. Do you remember those? Now, as a card-carrying Louie Louie generation guy, it always seemed to me like I should either make an omelet or fertilize that thing. <laughs> plastic egg. It's pretty risque stuff in those days, though, even talking about pantyhose. Then I did some voiceovers for Cross Your Heart Bras. Those are very interesting recording sessions. I do a lot of takes I didn't mind. Let's do it again. <laughs> Got to be careful of the copy, though, when you're discussing personal stuff like that. And we now have commercials for erectile dysfunction. That, folks, is a description that is a major achievement, a milestone in the development of the English language. Erectile dysfunction. I can think of three things that we used to call it when I was a kid. And I'll bet you can, too. Go ahead. I'll give you a minute. See, it didn't even take a minute. <laughs> and how can we see commercials for erectile dysfunction, but you don't see any for condoms? I thought things were supposed to be fair and balanced. Isn't that what they say? Vasectomy. That's another important term. Think about it. You have your cat's spade, all right? Wonder Wench had her horse spayed, but they call that having your horse fixed. Although our son Eric says, that's not having him fixed, that's having him broken. And of course, Eric is right, as usual. But I would never go to be spayed, fixed, or broken, you know? I bragged about jogging home from a vasectomy, but I would never go to be fixed, spayed, or broken. Trust me. <laughs> It's actually impossible to explain to a woman how guys feel about things that, that threaten our viagral parts. A as a joke, sort of, I uh, frequently tell the guys at the stable where Wonder Wench keeps her horse that they will never know when I will show up in my little airplane, and then they better keep their hands to themselves or I will perform a vasectomy on them with my propeller. Then I like to fly low and buzz the barn and, and watch them scatter. The thing that mostly determines whether a person does voiceovers or on-camera stuff is your hair. The people you see on camera in commercials have hair that's totally under control. Their hair all goes the same direction at all times. I don't care. There's a hurricane. The hair looks great. It is held in place by some kind of mousse. Glue, actually, I think, that must be powerful enough to deflect falling satellites. 
I have rebellious hair, as well as an insurgent face, and I don't care. I like being just the voice. When you do commercials, they call you a talent. Now, that doesn't mean you have any. What it means is you're the guy they expect to give them a hard time. The lighting guy, the sound guy, the writer, you know, they, they're pros, they all get it right. But they don't expect too much of the talent. Because generally, he's a guy with an unnaturally deep voice and the IQ of a kumquat. And they talk about you in the control room where you can't hear what they're saying. I used to try to read their lips, but I stopped because it usually looked like what they were saying was, who hired him? <laughs> oh my God, what are we going to do now? But then when they hit the talk back button on the mic, they always say, hey, that was great, really great. But let's try it again. And this time, try to make it sound more like George Clooney. <laughs> one time my agent sent me on an audition and he said, you've really got this one made because they asked for somebody who sounds like Dick Summer. But when I got there, the casting guy was new in town and when I read the script, he hit the talk back mic and he said, hey, that was really great. But this time, try to make it sound more like Henry Fonda. <laughs> that was before there was a George Clooney. And the fact of the matter is a guy by the name of Jonathan Schwartz got the commercial for which they wanted somebody who sounded like Dick Summer. And I am not kidding. That is a true story. Dick's details. A bunch of fascinating but totally unimportant facts for you to stuff in one ear so you can squeeze the important stuff that's keeping you awake out the other ear and you can nod off easily to sleep. Taxi cabs in Washington, D.C. are supposed to carry a broom and shovel. It's a rule. Sounds like a strange kind of a rule till you think about how much BS is tossed around down there. And it makes sense, doesn't it? The Chinese word that means you have to go to the restroom is yiha. <laughs> that is an old and very wise culture. Yiha, get out of my way. Sounds like it would work anywhere. Studies show that 90% of women who walk into a department store immediately take a turn to the right. I guess unless you're Hillary Clinton. Dick's details. They take your mind off your mind. Speaking of Hillary Clinton, no matter what you think of her politics, she is an interesting example of a 21st century American businesswoman. And I wonder how she would deal with a situation like this one from the personal audio CD called Night Connections. You're on a business trip. You always stay at hotels where there's a workout room. You're 32, married, happily. And you want to keep the slim, beautiful body that your husband fell in lust with long before he fell in love with you. You're a no-nonsense woman. But right now, there's some kind of nonsense going on right about the same place inside you where you remember feeling a lot of trembling when you had your first crush. You like to start the day with a turn on the Nautilus machines and then take a quick swim before breakfast. This morning, when you got to the workout room, there was a trace of a man's cologne in the air but nobody was in the room. You started your workout and almost jumped out of your sweats when a quiet, smiling, deep male voice said, don't bend your back. 
The surprise made you let go of the machine and the weights clattered to the floor. The owner of the voice came running around to see that you were all right. When he bent down to look at your face, you had the sudden and total attention of two very concerned blue eyes. He had a towel wrapped around his waist, and there was toothpaste on his upper lip and a toothbrush still in his hand. You laughed and said, I'm fine. And the eyes laughed back, as if to say, you certainly are. He held out his hand to help you up, and you took it automatically. And his pull was so firm and strong that you lost your balance and you fell against him. He had a slim, hard waist and a firm, hairy chest. And he was in no hurry to let you go. And the towel wasn't much of a disguise for his sudden, intense interest in you. You smiled sweetly and said, Hi, I'm married. He just smiled and said, Is your husband a jealous man? You gave him a great answer. You said, I don't give him reason to be jealous. He looked all the way into your eyes and simply said, You are very beautiful. Then turned and walked away. Tonight the memory of him is in bed with you. Your body is on fire, and the more you try to convince yourself that this is silly and unimportant, the more vulnerable you feel. Marriage has taught you about deep levels of trust and faith and security and safe arms in a warm house late at night. So you know you won't sleep with him tonight because you are faithful. But you also know that until tomorrow morning, you won't sleep at all. That's called The Workout Woman. It's from the personal audio CD called Night Connections. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast. Or if you want a fresh copy, just go back to DickSummer.com and download it from the CD Baby icon. Looking for a personal favor here. If you like this podcast, I would appreciate it if you would teach a couple of friends how they can hear it. That's definitely one of the big problems with podcasts is most people don't realize how easy it is to listen to them you know, directly from the uh, web page. So, you know, if you would teach a couple of friends how to listen to it and ask them if they like it to please tell a couple of more of their friends, you know, because it's time to bring in some new ears and what other physical parts that might still be functioning pretty well in our Louis Louis generation bodies. That'd be a good thing for you to do. Good things are rare. You ever notice that? Not too many people do good things. As Big Louie, his own bad self, always says, you never see a mob of people rushing around doing something good. So, thank every single one of you for doing something good for me. If you're ever around this way, come by and I'll let you sit in my big black papa chair for a while. Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. 
safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths, come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.